Episode 7, motherfucker. Episode 7, motherfucker. That's right. Episode 7, motherfuckers. Classic. <sighs> Love the theme song. <laughs> I like Barrett's better. Barrett's is, Barrett's is less uh, offensive. Yeah, and in all honesty, it's probably uh, more in, uh, what, tune with what we're talking about? <laughs> I <Yeah>. hope so. <laughs> Not that I have anything against, um, you, you know. You don't like my beats and my rhymes? wrong with you <clears throat> so yeah this is episode seven we just we just braved a fucking downpour i had to put towels on my equipment i got our mixer here our mics our laptop i was like oh rain was blowing sideways thunder was cracking lightning was cracking you probably hear some of it but it's i hope so yeah you'll hear in the background but it was right overhead right overhead god is it's the same. It's, we're, we're recording at the same time we recorded the intro episode. God's wrath was right. smiting us. Right now, I'm thinking that he's just applauding. Yeah, yeah, he's. This is how he shows. Here comes. Here comes one. This is how he shows. This is how God shows his approval. I mean, I yes, love. I love thunder lightning. So. So if you really wanted to smite us, you have to send me a different signal or something. Yeah, this, I'm I'm afraid of other shit. Like like if I wake up and there's 15 black widow spiders in my house, I'd be like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, I would take that as a sign to stop. Would you? For sure. If you woke up and there's 15 black widows, I would definitely and a snake. think about it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah. What did I just do? I started that podcast with that. Oh my god. Sorry, See? sorry, Lord. Right. Seeing as how I've only seen maybe five snakes in my life, yeah, I would definitely. One stop showed up at your house the day after we yeah. dropped the drop the we launched the podcast. Uh oh, definitely. If it was looking at me with some sort of intent, <laughs> <laughs> speaking to you without saying words. <laughs> uh oh. <clears throat> so anyway, yes, we uh, like we said, it's episode seven, and you brought the whiskey this time. You got. Yeah. You said you spend a little. You spent a little money. Episode seven. Seven's the number of the Lord, right? It's an important number in the Bible, right? Right. You're being yeah. very biblical with your uh with your whiskey choice. What do you got here? It, Sia? Is it I don't Sia? know if it if it's S I A or Sia. Yeah. Um it's from, it's from Scotland. Blended Scotch whiskey. What do we got? Do you like it? What do you think about it? Uh, I would say it's smooth, it's not smoky. Um, no, it's not. Uh, I don't. Cooper's Mark is still my favorite. Um, I would definitely put that in the top three, though. Oh, would you? I think so. Do you taste vanilla, caramel, citrus, and honey? No. That is whiskey. <laughs> they say you could... Look at this. One of our favorites is SIA or SIA with cold brew coffee over ice. That would be some shit. I could see that. I could see that. I like cold brew. Cold I don't... pretty good. I like cold brew, but and I like I like whiskey, but I I've ne- I never got into um like coffee liqueur cocktail things, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever. I, uh, Irish coffee. Is that what they yeah, call it? thank you, thank you. Yeah, Irish cream and coffee. I've yeah. had it. It's not my favorite. I don't do the sweet thing though. I don't do sweets. And Sugar. I don't. Sugar, and I it kind of offends, offends my palate. Totally. And I also, I, I guess I don't really like mi- mi- mixing um, depressants with uh, stimulants. Stimulants. It's like, yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, that 
That, that would be weird. It it would be weird because either you're drinking coffee late with your with your nightcap, or you're drinking whiskey at like <laughs> ten in the morning or eight in the morning. Either way, that's, you should probably adjust your yeah, schedule. I don't know if that's the best. That's not the healthiest for me. Definitely. I don't know how people do those like endless endless champagne brunches or mimosas. I mean, I get it, I guess. Well, Mix it with some orange juice. You got a nice breakfast. Just right, you know, that's, a early, a, more, that's an early time to start your drinking, right. man. But if you're planning a lazy Sunday. Sure. Yeah, that's true. But you should be, you should be at church worshiping the Lord. But you should be done. Yeah. 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 Screw that. yeah. It's fun well, sometimes, it's fun sometimes, I guess. I don't see why I can't be worshiping the Lord while still being at home and drinking my whiskey. True. I think we should be. I think that's. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. No, there's a. Um, there's this bullshit thing of like a sa- sacred space and a secular space and it just seems like that's that's silly uh, christians wouldn't say it they wouldn't say you only experience god on sundays but it seems to be that that's like it's still a little more sacred or it's a it's the lord's day sabbath and then you know sabbath for some people adventists or jews right. or right. Um, don't catholics go to mass on saturday uh, Saturday or Sunday? Maybe both. They go to church yeah. a lot. Damn, I've never been to mass. I haven't either. I always wanted to go to a Eastern Orthodox church, like a Greek Eastern Orthodox or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, I couldn't see myself attending a regular congregant, yeah. but as a cultural experience, maybe. <laughs> no, I would definitely want to check it out. But yeah. I like to do other things on the weekend. Yeah, I've yet to uh, <laughs> bite the bullet, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So, man, it's been it's been a day with this weather. It's crazy. This is how dedicated we are. We're out here in the elements, man. But really, this is my kind of weather. I like it. I've uh, what's the what's the term? Oh, oh, right. Uh, ah, damn. Pluviophile. Is that it? Some, yeah. I think that's that's it. Here, uh, you keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up. Real quick. Well, um, how about we just ask our tech guy? Hey, tech guy, can you look up what it the term is for people who like inclement weather more so than sunny weather? Like that. Just kidding. We don't have a tech guy. You guys know that by now. But uh, uh, so, uh, you got it. Uh, you got I my got it. you got my Wi-Fi working. Uh, according to Urban Dictionary, a pluviophile. Uh, people that love rain are called pluviophiles. So, and it's raining. And it's raining. Yeah, it's been a rainy season, and even I'm a little bit, but I, I, I'm a little bit ready for some sun. But even then, it's hard I, to say, but me too. Yeah, I don't feel depressed like I do at the end of a sunny season here in Northern California. I mean, sometimes we get maybe from the end of April or May. Almost through to like September, we don't get any rain. And yeah. sometimes we get 10, 14 days of triple digit temperatures. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Last couple of years. And I feel like the way people describe like Seattle, the weather in Seattle, always gray, always gloomy, and they get depressed. It's flipped for me. It's the sunny days that I get like beaten down like a boxer in the 14th mm-hmm. round, like 
body blow, body blow, body blow. You know, that first 100 degree day, you go swimming, you go to the creek, you go to the river. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over and over. No, I, yeah. Same way. Um, yeah. Uh, one or one or two or three days over 100 degrees and it's fine. But around day seven or eight, start getting a little desperate. Like real desperate. Maybe slightly claustrophobic. Like yeah. you're feeling like you can't get out of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I don't feel that with the rain, even though I'm like, okay, I could use some, some sun. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's nice to be out here. We got the umbrella. The fire's still going. So the, the, the rain hasn't squelched. Squelched. What's the fucking word? Squel- squelched. Yeah. Squelched to the fire. The whiskey is good. And the electronics haven't shorted out. No, we got it all dried out. We got some towels on it for a little bit <laughs> before we started recording. Oh, we're ready to rock, man. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So be, before we get into it, I just want to remind people that we have a Patreon page. Go there, patreon.com slash the bonfire sessions. And if you do sign up for even $5 a month, you get a bonus episode once a month on location, traveling around Northern California, visiting campsites and doing what we do. Special edition. You got to get on that. Seems like a deal to me. I think so. And that's it. We're going to keep things cheap, keep things simple. But for all y'all who don't want to do that, we got at least like an hour and a half today. Unless unless it really starts coming down and, and God smites us in real time. But forecast says it should. Yeah, we're good. I think, I think we're, we're good, good for a couple hours. So we're going to talk about this idea of effort or effortlessness. And is effort so important? Is it the end all be all putting in effort is it always good? Is it always bad? Cause Mike, I know you said you're a lazy ass. That's your words, not mine. <laughs> no, I own up to it for sure. And sometimes effort could be an issue, especially maybe in how you understand Buddhism, maybe. Well, that's how, um, that's when I uh, first started thinking about it. Buddhism. Yeah. Was with regards to your experience of effort or putting in effort or not effort right i mean within the christian faith uh effort was always seen as a good thing like you pray every day you read your bible every day you go to church every sunday yeah Um, you win you win souls for the lord yeah and that all obviously takes effort and like i i said in our book i remember um coming across the podcast which has a lot to do with the Bible. Uh-huh. And the the host, you know, said that he was praying to God, reminding that God reminded him, thanking God that he reminded him that effort is required to have a spiritually fulfilling life. Something, wow. something to that effect. And I just remember being very revolted by that, being just feeling exhausted by that statement that your whole life is kind of effort that it takes, you know, blood, sweat and toil, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And it has to. And, and again, I admit that I'm a lazy ass and I'm definitely not type a. No, but a lot of people aren't. And like, on the one hand, I think I can see that I can see, like we talked about, I think it's the last episode we've talked about it before. We said something to the effect of the things Trump says has a, a thread 
or an ounce of truth in there running yeah. through that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't the, deny that. Yeah, in the same way, if if that person, whatever podcast that was, that must have been what like ten years ago. You heard that podcast or <laughs> uh, coming on ten? Yeah. 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 So obviously you're not going to remember the podcast 10 years ago. Well, I do, but no. I just don't want to. Oh, you don't want to. I don't want to. Roll bus them, huh? Bus, yeah. All right. That's fair. <laughs> it's very, it's very wise of you. Because I, I have nothing but respect for him. I just didn't like that. For sure. Statement. Yeah. But the thread of truth, I think, running through it is that there's nothing wrong with effort. There's nothing wrong with like doing what we call good works in the church or serving. Feeding the, the, poor. the poor. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Those sort of programs. Putting... I think the issue for me comes to, well, if it requires effort, then it seems that grace is minimized. Like, I think the beautiful thing about the gospel and why I still would probably still, why I'd still consider myself a Christian is the threat of grace. Like, there's nothing you can do to change God's mind. And that can be kind of terrifying at first. Like, what was my, my life was worthless. Like, all the stuff I did was worthless like following jesus was worthless it was all you know yeah 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 uh, i get that a big waste of time Mm -hmm. so i get that and i get that response to that but there's something so liberating about grace or effortlessness you don't have to do anything to earn god's favor i mean just existing is worth more to me than having my my life you know count towards something I would rather still exist and kind of think that my life is worthless than, you know, not exist at all. But yeah, I think, but that's, you exist based on grace and love alone. Like your existence was already sort of like predetermined. Like it was already put into motion before you were conscious, let's say. And the fact that you were going to be born was already like, you could not exist. Existence is absurd, it seems like. It seems by a pure act of like creativity or love or grace. It's not a logical necessity, that's right. Sure. There could be nothing. Yeah. Existence could not be I mean I mean, I guess no one would talk about non existence, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of moot. But I mean the fact that you exist is by an act of grace alone. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that itself has more I put it in air quotes, meaning than drawing some sort of one meaning from your life but to me great to me that's that's the beauty of grace or just a free act of creation that is much more powerful and awe-inspiring than having to strive to do something correct or to, yeah. to basically earn god's favor to earn your to earn your way onto the book of life or the pearly gates or convince peter that you should be let in instead of booted the hell out no it's more impressive to me it creates a more worshipful state to me to have a God who would forgive and let into heaven the worst of sinners. Sure. You know, Hitler, the classic example. He's the classic go-to. But, and it's funny because it's only through a straw man that you're like, well, Hitler's just going to waltz in. No, I, I think like you've said. I, like, have, I have nothing against um, purgatory. The right. idea of purgatory. The concept of understanding what you did was horrifyingly wrong and taking the appropriate steps to reconcile with those whom you've oppressed and murdered and raped and whatever. Yeah. But punishment for the sake of punishment or holiness or justice or some God concept 
to me seems like psychological pro- projection. It's only like the unfathomable grace of yeah. God or mercy of God that doesn't seem like projection. Like I'm definitely not projecting onto God when I say his grace, mercy, love, compassion endures. Mine doesn't. So I'm certainly not projecting. Like I will scapegoat you still and still have to repent from that <laughs> gossip or slander or. I mean, no, the, the people that I know from personal experience, the number of the gracious people that I know are definitely in the minority. Most people are sure. are more retributive than um, gracious. Sure. Um, perhaps the vast majority. Yeah. And even perhaps part of our lives, even if we recognize that justice should not be retributive, part of our lives still lives in a retributive mindset. But we recognize that as the Satan <laughs> or... Mm-hmm. Uh, we should do a podcast on Satan. That'd be fun. Yeah, write uh, that down. Yeah, yeah. We've got Satan. We got Tolkien coming up. That'd be fun. But yeah, our retributive nature is not our divine nature. It's our ego. It's our most time our culture. Most of our religions. You know, it's the default form of justice is retribution. But it's funny because even when you talk about eternal torment, that's not retribution. That's not even, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> even rise to the level of retribution. Here comes the thunder. God's going to show his retribution right now. That's still at like one second, one mile away. I don't think it's moved very it's much. It's not moved very much. We are getting a little more rain, but everything seems dry, so we're still going. Not grinding so through. Not Maybe, so much wind. No, that's, so the good, that's the good part. That's how you know God doesn't want you to talk about... <laughs> that he's not wrathful like we say he is <laughs> no i i'm not getting wet at all oh that's what she said wow got him oh oh boy oh boy oh boy oh man yeah a lot of religion is striving putting in effort grasping at things i think we grasp at jesus instead of letting jesus be jesus we got to get the right things about jesus we got to think the right things about jesus we got to think the right doctrines that are derived based on jesus and if we don't grasp them all and clutch them in our little basket of whatever we're doomed and i would say that yes ultimately you are going to think certain things about god about love when you've reached nirvana when you've been saved however you want to put it you are going to think in these certain ways, but it's not nece- I would say it's not necessarily because of your own effort. It, it would it's mm. because of an act of grace. You're yeah. thinking this way because God has made you think about these things in these ways. I think in some ways, yeah, I think that's true. I think there's nothing wrong with talking about our God cons. Whoa, right overhead about our God concepts. Media. I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing at the moon, just as long as you realize you're pointing at the moon. I think striving, striving for God is like trying to jump to the moon. No matter how high we can jump, I mean, it's just stupid. Like, you're not going to jump to the moon. But the, I think the truly enlightened the mystics realize that they're only pointing at the moon. And none of your striving is ever going to get you there. You're just pointing there. God's grace gets you <clears throat> To God. It's James Allison has, he's this Catholic theologian. He has this term 
about like relaxing into the arms of God. It's not about climbing the ladder, like Jacob's ladder, that whole thing, climbing to heaven, right? It's about letting go and relaxing, non-grasping and falling back into the arms of God and trusting God, trusting the grace of God that's really important. Right, and Buddhism obviously, well, it talks about non-grasping. If, you, if you're trying to get rid of the ego, that's only making things worse. Right, right. That's a be- I think that's a beautiful thing about non-dual thinking is that you, you realize the ego has its place. I think to try to get rid of the ego is a it's, self-defeating premise, maybe. I mean, I think it's a work of the ego. Yeah, yeah. You're so amazing that you're going to get rid of yourself. It's like, no, what the ego really doesn't want <laughs> is doesn't, to be put in its place, it in its proper place. Stop. It doesn't want to stop. No, I was going to say it shouldn't stop. It doesn't want to stop existing. But like you said, there is a place for the ego. No, um, but it wants to run shit. Yeah, but the right. Yeah. And I would say that the place of the ego is it, it's just the ego is a symbol. Um, it doesn't like that. <laughs> and it wants to be more. Yeah. Yeah. More well, yeah, symbol. I think you want to be your ego. You want to look around and say, I am this. I am this. I am this. Define yourself in all these terms and labels. And that's the way the ego for- functions, and that's fine in its proper place. But it yeah. wants it wants to be defined by those things. But you're you're not defined by those things you say. How the you know? But that's the that's how our mind works. We always draw meaning from experiences. We draw meaning from things. We yeah. create meaning probably sometimes when there's not meaning. <laughs> we attach right. you know X, Y, and Z together when they're not really supposed to fit, and we create a pattern. That's the way the ego works, and that's cool. Because that's how we're doing this podcast. That's how we're doing the show. That's how we talk. But I mean, there's no reason why both we and the ego, the ego, the ego can grow more mature. I think certainly, if you want to put it that way, right? When you, I think when you realize when the ego, when your ego realizes that it has its function in its place and it doesn't step outside of those, I think the the maturation process. Is, is continually being in check with what the ego truly is, should be, right. and how it should function. And, and understanding that, yeah, my personality is, is fine. My interests are fine. I played hockey. I do podcasting. I'm married. I am a writer. But those are words that we use to navigate the world and to draw meaning from things and to talk to one another we use those symbols and those pointers but it's not who we truly are who we truly are is this like unitive consciousness this sort of subjective experience experiencing this one reality this one truth call it love call it god call it unitive consciousness we're all the same in that way yeah i would say definitely the appeal of of buddhism to me is it puts everything in its in its right place um sure i I mean i think any form of extremism should be looked at with skepticism like i would definitely look at buddhism more skeptically if it said that uh there's no place for the ego the whole point of buddhism is just to not be deceived 
not to be dis- deceived by words, not to be deceived, well, what words mean? <laughs> sure. Well, what's the purpose of words? Um, like words have no inherent meaning. We, we give meaning to words. Right. That sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, words only mean what they mean in a certain context, you know. Right. Um, we've seen numerous examples of this, like, like a like a fag or your faggot would be a non-derogatory word a hundred years ago, and now it's if <laughs> yeah. you use that word, like I have no desire to hang out with you. <laughs> like ninety nine percent of the people would think, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, well, of course, and and you you're probably a you know homophobic prick if that's the type of language you use. Right. With I mean nobody says fag be, and refers to a piece of wood. Right. <laughs> and and someone might say it in jest and okay, but if people are really using that word as a der- term, they know what they're meaning, that's but that meaning has changed and so we we work within our current context and we if someone uses it derogatory and they're like, I meant a a cigarette or a bundle of sticks, you know. No you didn't. <laughs> like, no you didn't. Because it means something to our current context, and right. yeah, that's the funny thing about language, man. It just changes. Think about all the words we grew up with. Google would have never meant anything when you were a kid. Now it's a word, and it's a verb. To Google something. To Google something. Yeah. yeah. You don't Bing something. You Google something. <laughs> yeah. You Bing something if you're if you're if you're. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anyone that that. That uses Bing. Sounds like boink. boink. It does sound like boing. Boing and Bing. Yeah. I mean, but just funny things like that, man. Just we have so many new words that were not, not even anything in the 80s or 90s. Technology does that, man. It changes. It changes more than just like our day. I mean, it changes our day to day, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it changed our whole like way to communicate with one another. Mm. It's crazy like that. Right. The whole boing. The- <laughs> <laughs> He's at boing. <laughs> the whole boingo, boingo. Sorry, I was thinking about something else. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course you were. Pervert. You're I thinking boing. I don't deny that. <laughs> yeah. proud pervert. There's nothing wrong with being a pervert, I think. <laughs> the, the whole point that uh, you shouldn't be deceived that... A word has one set meaning, and in the same way, you shouldn't be deceived that the ego um, means more than it should. Uh, we put so much onus on it, though. I've heard people say, "If you, if you like, go after my beliefs, then you're going after me as a person." Like, but the ego derives your beliefs, like, and it's fine. Like, my ego forms my theology and helps me write things and communicate things to other people and that's fine but i'm none of i'm none of the books i've written like i'm i'm not this podcast like the i'm not the i mean a part of who i am is podcasting let's say putting in effort and that's okay you know spending time to do something like this but it's not who i am as a person or the thoughts i put forth or you put forth on the podcast it's not who you are but a lot of people attach that to who they are. I am my belief. I am this and that. In, instead of saying like, I am that I am, or I am 
Or the or the Buddhist would ask ask you to point to your beliefs. The 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 point being that I'm looking at something right now that has concrete reality. Sure. Uh, you, I think, at least. And, I think I'm here. But I can't point. <laughs> I can't point to what you believe in. And I, I would say, if I can't point to something, then does it matter? At the end of the day, probably not. Like in the grand scheme of things, do our beliefs matter, or do the doctrines that we say are true do they matter? In one way, no, and in one way, you know, like yes, like they matter experientially. They matter in terms of how we see the world now in the moment. Do they ultimately matter in the grand scheme of the human story or your own? Like I don't know. They don't I mean, matter guess- that much. I guess matter is kind of a word I don't even really want to use. Um, I don't. I don't really like talking about purpose. Is it like a should sort of thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were I getting it. we were getting rained on like shit, man. I thought we were good. I, I saw the lightning and I was pausing. No, I see it, man. The weather's been crazy. We said it, man. It seems different. It seems like all the rain seems just not like typical rain. It seems monsoonal. Like, yeah, this is this is like being in, and this is. It's like the weather is sick or something. Yeah, we're we're going on. This is the end of like four, five, six, seven years of drought, and it's been nothing in the middle. Drought, drought, fire, fire, fire. No rain, and it's like a downpour. It's crazy. And I'm sorry, all you conservatives, but it's only going to get worse. No, that's that's the liberal agenda. Global warming is a hoax. Al Gore made it up. Well, according to nine, 95% of all scientists. Is that how high it is? 95%? Yes. It, it, at least 95%. Yeah. I guess there's a chance that it's not human made, I guess. I mean I mean five percent ain't nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not certain about many things. I would say I'm not even certain about my theology. I'm not certain. And that's and, something I study all the time. And think about all the time. I'm not thinking about global warming all the time. More so now that we've had these warnings. <laughs> I think about it more than I want to. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not an expert, so I'm I'm less certain about that. I'm pretty confident that global warming is exacerbated by human activity, but that that's my best educated guess based on what most scientists say. But I mean, you should probably go check with your local politician, Doug Lamalfa. Yeah, see what he thinks, just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's been, what is he, our state representative? He's been in forever. I have, I have no idea. People don't like him. I'm embarrassed. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. The mall was not great. Man, I got to tell you, I have this stream of water dripping down my ass crack right now. <laughs> I'm getting soaked it's back a, here. It's a huge stream out there. It's a downpour. I swear. You just got to enjoy it, man. Just take it for what it is. <laughs> it's a life experience. <clears throat> There's not a lot of podcasts sitting out in a monsoon. Hey, as long as the electronics hold up, I'm down. No, we're good. The umbrella's doing pretty good. 
I have a light mist here on the computer that I that I continuously wipe off <laughs> without hitting the buttons. Right. Now I can see you've been pretty. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to be honest. Like, I don't. I pri- I take good care of my stuff. I'm pretty OCD. But in terms of mm-hmm. like like dusting is one of those things I don't do to my electronics as much as I should. I wish I did. I, it's probably good for them. At least no. once a week or something. Yeah, of course it does nothing but good. Yeah, but. You take way way better care of your stuff than I do. That's for sure. Well, you're a lazy ass. That's that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's to be expected. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's just it, man. I feel like you're you're getting better though. We're grinding right now, man. We're on episode seven, out in the rain, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do as best we can for you people out there. Listen. We're going to try to bring entertaining conversations, something unique. I don't know. That's one of the things about, that's what I think, like, there's a positive to effort, I think. Like, I, oh, my daughter's here. <laughs> Just got done with dance. What's up, girl? Say hi to the, to the lovely listeners out there. Hi. There you go. <laughs> tell, tell them about your dance competition. Did you win? Yes. Dance. Oh my gosh, really? That's right. All right, get in. It's raining hard. Love you. That was my daughter, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta, I gotta brag about her, man. She's good. If nothing else, she's so cute. Yeah, she is cute. <laughs> she is cute, man. I feel bad. Like I was talking to my mom today, and she was telling me about my grandfather. And me and my daughter, my daughter's eight. We went and visited him at his care facility. He thought that was my wife, man. He's like dementia's a bitch, or like. Uh, oh. I don't know if it's quite, I mean, it's like pre, I mean, it's, I think it's fairly in there. It's not full dementia. He still kind of knows who I am, but it's like, damn. But to Get, think that you'd have to be pretty demented. Yeah. To think, and it, I mean, my daughter's eight. <laughs> I'm a, I'm almost 40. Right. That's like, you got, yeah, yeah, you got to be. I can't believe how much water is dripping down my ass crack right are, now. Are you good? <laughs> no, I'm great, man. Okay. I'm good. I just got to put this towel here. <laughs> I'm going to get a fungal infection. <laughs> sacrifice the body. Yeah, this is this is how we do it, man. This is a living sacrifice for the Lord. Out here. That's a good thing about effort, though. It's a good thing about effort. My daughter dances like 10, 15 hours a week. It's, and she couldn't win dance competitions and do crazy shit that she's doing without putting an effort. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's all how you um, define effort. I mean, right. If you're defining effort as uh, stress, like you have to get something done. You have to be perfect. You ought to. Ought and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But if you define effort simply as uh, expending calories and you don't stress about it, yeah, that, I think that's what we should. That's the point. <laughs> you I mean, said should. <laughs> that's how you ought to be doing. Things. Yeah, 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 damn right. <laughs> no, man, that that kind of effort is good. That's that's what being a writer is. A podcast It's a grind every day. It's one thing at a time. It's just every day putting in something, grinding, working out. Like you want to get fit, you want to get in good shape. It's a grind. There's no magic pill. There's no ab shaker. Yeah. <laughs> ab band that shakes your abs into a six pack like some shit like that no you, it's a grind and there's nothing wrong with that it's healthy I find it to be healthy 
but in its proper place. It's not it's not something you should do or ought to do. It's just you want to do that, do that. I don't think it's even necessarily that the sensation that your body registers would be different. It's just how how you uh, how you relate to that particular sensation. Like, like you could view the pain of working out as a positive thing. Well, it's like my dad likes to talk about uh, transposition. Uh huh. And I'm a little too far gone to talk about it in depth <laughs> right now. But <laughs> the the point being that there's only a certain point of sensations that the body can feel and that sometimes you uh you get confused about what a certain sensation means Mm. so like the classic example is uh somebody uh who is at sea you know getting uh seasickness is kind of the exact same sensation as somebody who's excited about you know playing a solo in a recital Mm. and it's just how you interpret it or and, how you and the latter is interpreted as better as as the, the former form. yeah. but they're really if you examine examine them <laughs> examine. examine them examine them they're the same sensation you just yeah. look at them differently no i think i think that's true i think that's true it's like the butterflies you get before a big event like those butterflies yeah. you get, that nervous energy can motivate you to like go smash it, go crush it, or they can crumple you. And those that nervous energy is good. Like before my daughter dances, she has nervous energy, like but she just uses that to just push herself to the point of how far she and she's the shyest girl, but she'll get on the stage and just go right. smash it like a beast, right. and then walk off and not want to dance in front of you, not want to talk about it. Yeah. And it's that, I think it's that nervous energy that you get. And I, I had it playing sports. It's like the, uh, like when you're in the zone almost, I don't know. It's, it's hard to get to. It's hard to get to a place where you use that to fuel you. But it can fuel you to where you're just living in the moment. You're just, you're just playing whatever game you're playing. You're playing hockey. You're playing guitar. You're playing violin. And then you're just feeling it. But for a lot of people, I feel like that pressure, you have to succeed, you ought to succeed, you should be succeeding, it just crumples people. It's, it's all in how we sort of come to the situation. It's, uh, our subjective experiences is very powerful, even if there's some sort of objective reality, you know? We all come to it from, our, from our, where we're standing in life. I'm having a hard time hearing you. To be honest, I know, man, it's crazy out here. This is a downpour. This is a downpour. I think we might have to pause <laughs> uh, for safety reasons. Yeah, we might have to pause for a second. We'll be right back. And we're back. I know we promised to be back in a couple hours, but that storm got motherfucking crazy. Sorry, can't control the weather. No, we did our best. But when we cut recording, it got like twice as bad. It was like my gutters were not clogged. They're clean. I cleaned them. 
they're clean and they were just flowing over the gutters man i never seen rain like that in my life yeah i wasn't i wasn't positive i would make it home yeah it you stayed been... for a while fuck this this dude's lawn mowing back here shit <laughs> but, but it thanks was bad to, thanks for contributing to the show yeah mr yeah. lawnmower guy mr lawnmower guy and god for sending that rainstorm we were joking about that shit about that's a sign <laughs> I was like, after that monsoon, there was. I saw. I saw pictures in the uh, in the local newspaper. Did you see that? People kayaking down the road. <laughs> They're kayaking I, down Esplanade, one of the major roads through Chico. I don't doubt it. It was about four. It was about half my uh, wheel height. Yeah, was it? It was Just I, driving down the roads, and I I had it in four wheel, and I yeah. probably needed it really in four wheel. Yeah. And you got a truck. Imagine if you had like a. Oh, my little, little, little Corolla? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's just... I, I'm glad I chose correctly. Yeah, that was crazy, man. So we can't <laughs> predict that, but we powered through. But it's good. It's like, what? We did it. We were recording Tuesday, and it's Saturday now, so that's four full days. Right. Uh, I needed the breather, for sure. Yeah, we drank a lot of that whiskey, man. <laughs> it was SIA, SIA. Uh, I hate to admit it, admit it but I was, I was kind of hurting. Were you hurting? <laughs> I'm glad you stayed then after we stopped recording. You stayed at my house for a little while. That's good. That's probably healthy. Yeah. But safety. Yeah. Safety. S- safety first. Before teamwork. Yeah. Podcasting second. <laughs> yeah. That was so, but we're back and uh, we got, uh, I don't know, we got 20. Let's fill this in with another 20 or 30 minutes or something, man. Give the people a full episode in spite of the uh, bullshit weather. Yeah. Do the best I can. Yeah. Yeah. But it gave me time. It gave me time to write. I wrote an article uh, for Patheos in between about the exhaustion of Christianity and the effort. Because uh, if I vague, if I remember, and I remember vaguely, <laughs> because it's been four days, man, and we tried to listen back, but we were talking about effort and effortlessness. And growing up in the evangelical church, it was all about effort. And that's what I point. It was just so exhausting. Praying man. every day, reading the Bible every day, every yeah. day, and it's like, <clears throat> and, and having to, not because you want to, but I mean that would be essentially the mess- in the background. It is always because you didn't want to go to hell. I would say for me, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Without that, it was like, and that would be that would be part of the uh, argument for that side is like, well, without without the threat of hell, then you're just going to be a lazy ass like you, Mike. <laughs> you're going to, yeah, you're going to just walk. Down, yeah. Shimmy. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be lukewarm again. You know, yeah. God's going to spit you out. And, but it's like, Oh, I've actually found it to be the opposite from at least my personality type, my experience. I didn't do shit in the evangelical church. I mean, I did worship and stuff, but that really, that's because I like to play music. I might've prayed a lot. Yeah. Did you like, like actual dear God, like he writing a love letter to him? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I think they really did th- uh, scare me into that. I yeah. did that for a while, but it was always like super brief, like before bed or at dinner, if we were actually at the dinner table or something. Yeah. But it was like, dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for my food. Sorry about this. Sorry I looked at porn. Uh, thanks for Jesus. Love you. Bye. <laughs> and, uh, that's it. And the percentage that you actually... The honesty percentage, what would what would you say? Oh well, I don't know. Very low, ten percent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was just out of obligation right before I fell asleep. 
that was for me. Were you doing like three times a day before meals? I always thought it was weird. No. It was funny before meals. Like, why just before meals? <laughs> that just seems weird. Um, only because, for me, only because my dad likes to do that. And he's very honest about his Christianity. And he means it when he says, when he blesses food at a meal. Oh, if you're and, intentional about it, sure. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I'm really not. When I, whenever I do it, I feel like a fake. Me too. I'm doing it just because I have to do it. Yeah. That's but that doesn't mean that obviously doesn't mean it's bad to do that. I mean, if if you do that and you mean it, sure, yeah, more uh, power to you. I mean, you're ahead of me, honestly. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it goes back to it's all about intentionality. It's all about your mindfulness. It's not. It's not necessarily about go. the uh, the particular act or the particular ritual. It's about the intention behind it. You know, I mean, no, I, you, you know, that's what pissed me off about. Not to always bring it back to Trump, but when he made this... <laughs> oh, go for it, please. <laughs> when he made this statement about, like, I take my little cracker and I take my little juice. And it's like, okay. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. And it was like, okay, that's how you view communion or the Eucharistic meal. And it's like, it just seems to cheapen the intentionality behind it. It's not that the Eucharist is bad. I've had some really powerful Eucharistic meals. When I was at those conferences that, that Harden put on, the Preaching Peace conferences. Yeah. And it was like, there was one that was like intense about the sacrificial nature and human behavior. And it was like, <laughs> Harding came up and I won't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what he said, because it was very personal to that context. But he he acted as if like the bloodthirsty slayer of the Eucharist, the, the bread, and then pouring out the wine on the, on the altar to show that this is the bloody nature of human behavior. And then it turned into but i forgive you and now partake of this meal it was like god i was floored and and you feel like he was he was very honest and very honest and very intentional and very uh you need to think about this meal you need to think about this act yeah and then the next one was very calm and we actually um would and this was hard as an introvert to go to people at this conference and feed them the meal and basically like forgive them and we forgive it. it's like this uh, human act of forgiveness like this very intentional communion yeah. being community and it was like everyone was there was not a dry eye in the whole conference everyone was tearing up um that's the depth of you know that was the intention behind that the uh it was the mindful act of doing this when you when you take your little cracker <laughs> it's like it's not that's not bad taking the cracker and the Welch's grape juice <laughs> if you're not if you're not prone to drinking. But uh it just kind of cheapens the whole thing. It's not the act itself that's bad, it's the intention behind the act. It's almost like you're pandering at that point to this group of people who do this thing, but you're not taking it seriously. No, and it's a a very important act. Um I think so. In the true intention behind it. Well, it's are you grateful to be alive or are you or do you just don't care? And I would rather be grateful than not be grateful. I mean, yeah, I would. Well, something to be very grateful about and and not only grateful that you're alive, but grateful that like love is the powerful source behind this whole thing. Like there's a meaning and an intention behind reality itself. It's a gracious, loving, merciful, compassionate thing. 
right? I, I like the mystery, but I think always being able to feel the love. Yeah. Um, Which is in itself mysterious. Like it's, it's, yeah. Know, yeah. Like you could talk about love physiologically or biologically and you can talk about the chemicals that cause us to feel this, but none of that like really gets to the heart of the meaning behind the meaning we can draw behind it, the experience of it, the power it has in our, I don't know, something that transcends the physiological or biological, maybe. I don't know. There's a mystery behind that, at least for me. And I like that. As much as I like data and facts and certainty. As much as, as I would really like to get rid of data and facts, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you kind of like think, them, though. I think I embrace the mystery more than the concrete stuff. Yeah. Because the concrete stuff seems to take more energy. And as you know, I'm a lazy ass. <sighs> yeah. You, 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 <laughs> I don't think you are anymore. You're not as much of a lazy ass as you might think you are. I feel like my butt is getting whipped a little bit, and I don't really mind. I don't. <laughs> Ooh, he likes the kinky <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I think I've been bored, and I, I feel like I need a little bit of a ass kicking. I think boredom is... Where did I read this? Boredom's a good thing. It breeds creativity. Uh, it might cause the mind to wander and go down rabbit trails and come up with ideas that they might not... I mean, it necessarily means that the world is... Uh, in a state where you can be uh, lazy ass, where you have the resources to be lazy ass. Yeah. Which, which is good. There's certainly some privilege behind being able to be a lazy ass. Like yeah. you're not fighting for your survival every day like some people. Yeah. It's probably a white privilege. Yeah. Probably more so than any other <laughs> skin color, for sure. I don't like to say that, but yeah. Well, no one wants to admit that they have privilege or something that, yeah, I mean, had an upper hand for the most part. No one likes to admit that. I mean... We, we certainly like to, I don't know, it's hard to own up to that kind of stuff, but it is what it is. You have to, I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at the data. You gotta look at the world around you and say, yeah, probably points to this. That's, that's what seems to be the case. That's just, I think that's just being able to being kind of objective about the reality of the universe or culture or whatever, whatever you're talking about people's life's experience. <clears throat> but, and to bring it back to what we were talking before. You just meditate on the sensation of being, of owning up to the fact that, yeah, there is such thing as white privilege. Yeah. Um, you just own up to the fact that you, like, you didn't have a hand in this whole thing. Like, you were just, the, the you're sins dropped. Of the in, father, yes, thank you. Yeah, just were dropped into a situation like everyone else. I mean, else. it's really just a bad situation that you were dropped into. Yeah. Just realize that. Or a good one if you're white. <laughs> <laughs> right. But mostly, mostly good. Most, yeah. yeah statistically probably, speaking, probably mostly bad if otherwise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For the for the most part, but that's it's a hard one. It's a hard one to. It's a hard one for anyone to be honest about just anything. I mean, it's uh, like we don't want to be honest about the shit we mess up on. We don't want to be honest that 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 we might have been dealt to upper hand. We don't want to be honest about. It's hard to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is a tough thing for people, you know. And it's like. I think Brenny Brown points out that it's like vulnerability is like the it's like the spice of life. It's the uh, it what it's what allows you to live freely. You know, yeah. you you live vulnerably. You can you can live free and not not walk around like you got to hide everything. Or it's a tough one though. It's a tough one for people. It is. I think the 
the thing that helps helps me the most is realizing that everybody is as weak as I am. Everybody has the same insecurities. Um, yeah, we forget that. But again, going back to what we said, you've said, we both said, I think, people don't think about you as much as you think they do, you know? So right. most of the insecurities you're dealing with is stuff that you're thinking about. Not really anyone else. Yeah, they might think about you a little bit. But. I mean, if you're very lucky, they're thinking about your insecurities. Yeah. Yeah, very, 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 you know, it's it's like maybe for a little bit you have an interaction with someone and then quickly they move on to something else. They're not think, they're not like pining on your insecurities. They might think about it a little bit, but yeah. most people move on pretty quick. We all got lives to lead. We all got shit to do. I was thinking that there there was maybe five people in my life that really thought about me in that kind of level uh, on that level but i think it might be less um yeah it's 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 a a very rare and cherished thing yeah that's like the joke of if you get into in your 30s with like any friends (laughs) like you've done well like you know if if any of your friends think of your friends in high school i think of my friends my high school college college group worship team it's just people go away you know and it's like you end up with people, very small group of people. You could be the most popular kid and in school. And it's very surprising. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, it's a very surprising feeling for me. That, yeah. I mean, when I was 15, yeah, of course I have these people I, that I'm hanging around with. And then all, all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. It's like, this is gone. I, oh, shoot. Life, life happened. Life happened, and, though. <laughs> the, the campfire happened and people had to move because they needed to find jobs. Right. That's what you get. What else yeah. are you going to do? Life happens. Life, you never know. It's, it's, uh, what's going to happen, man. It's okay to have some expectations. Just don't attach yourself to those expectations. You can have a plan. You could plan for the future, save because up money. Because that's only smart. Yeah. You don't want to be too dualistic and, you know, reject all those things and not think about them. You become flippant and <laughs> you can't meander the world. Like, you don't, you know, you, you can't live in the day to day, really. But, I mean, yeah. The Buddhist likes likes to live in the moment, but he also has to refer to the past and project right. for the future. I mean, right. That's what everybody has to do. Right. I mean, you just don't grasp those things, right? right? You don't have yeah, right. You don't grasp at Buddhism, you know. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that that's like the tr- I think the true Buddhist path and the true enlightened path is you don't grasp at your own path. You don't grasp at your own tradition. There is no Buddhism. There's no Christianity. Right. Right. There is, but it was the, uh, you've, I think you've made this analogy. You probably got it from someone, maybe Watts, I'm going to guess. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yep. About like when you go across the river, you don't continue to carry the canoe. Oh, the once boat. You know yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, and it reminds I me, mean, it reminds me, and we're going to talk, we'll, we'll do this in the next episode, talk about Tolkien. It's like when at the end of fellowship, they wouldn't have, if once they're done with the river, I forget the river, the, uh, Anduin, yeah, Anduin, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Maybe, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. If once they're done with the canoes, like they don't just keep carrying them. Once, once uh, Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli have to chase the orcs that took Merry and Pippin, they don't like carry the canoe with them the whole time. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. like grasping at Buddhism. Like that would be like you're gonna con- you, you got to transcend Christianity or Buddhism. And realize that all these traditions are just, they're just pointing at the moon. They're not the moon themselves. Oh, that's yeah, heresy. Or <laughs> context, context, 
Okay. It's it's all context. Yep. I think what's the what's the uh, what's the uh, the phrase like a, a text without a context is a pretext. And then there's the one yeah. that the t- a text without the context is a con. I think that's Jared Saul <laughs> okay. McKenna, if I'm correct. I think. So that's like okay, yeah. That's like you and, can you can make anything say what it you think it says without the context. You can pluck anything out of Buddhism or Christianity or whatever. No, that's a meme. Um, I, I can get behind that meme. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Like that's that. totally a meme. <laughs> totally a meme. Man, I feel like it's hard to talk for a while. I got this cold I'm getting over. Oh, it's been a week. Oh, shit. Yeah, almost. Well, I thought I wasn't going to be able to. I was worried about podcasting. I was having a cough yesterday and this morning. Now I feel better. Now it's more in my head. I got like, a, I got a nasally voice. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I mean, we got a database. We can we can quit for a week if really want to. No, I don't want to. Yeah. This shit is so much fun, man. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun just to sit and talk about ideas. And it's different. We're at, uh, what are we at? Middle of the day right now. Normally we do it at night. We're middle of the day. We got a fire going, but it's cold. It's like a I mean, o- overcast day. Yeah. It's chilly. It's nice. It's perfect weather after that thunderstorm. Oh, later. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, thunderstorms later. Oh, later today? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh. But I'm just saying the last thunderstorm we went to, the weather is beautiful oh. compared to this. This is like I, I perfect pluviophile weather, like gray <laughs> and cloudy. I always I always think like, man, I could live up on like the Oregon coast. Like, uh, was it Gold Beach? Gold Bluffs. Gold, yeah, yeah, Gold Bluffs Beach. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, what's that fucking uh, town just, just to the uh, north? Of California, like Brookings, Brookings. You ever been there? Uh, no. Fucking amazing. It's funny. My wife was like, "Ah, it was kind of boring." I was like, "Yes, it was perfectly boring. <laughs> it was gray and sometimes sunny for like an hour, and then it drizzled, and <clears throat> it was like just this quaint old fishing village, nothing to do." It's like, yeah, I can get a lot of shit done around here. I mean, uh, yeah, as far as it relates to. My needs of being 80% alone, uh, just thinking about things on my own, and yes. 20% um, relating to people. Yes, yeah. that, that's my, that is my, my golden talent. That's the zone right there. That's your, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the winning ticket for you, huh? Yeah, I don't know if it's 80-20. I would like to spend more time with my wife, but... Well, a lot of that 20% would... Maybe 19% of that. Sorry, 99% of that. (laughs) 19% of that. So I want to spend time, 2% of the time with my wife. (laughs) 99% of that 20%. Yeah. Would be spent with Sperry. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think so. Yeah. I get, I get a half a percent of your time. That's fine. Like what? Like three hours a week? I don't, I'm not a mathematician, but what's 24 times 7? <laughs> oh, sorry. For us? For yeah, us? Yeah. 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 Three yeah, hours? Yeah. Yeah. Three hours. I'm good with that. It works. That's very decent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spend three hours a week with most people. That's for sure. I. Yeah. That's shit. a lot. I can't think of anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny in my job. I, 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 I can, but I don't want to exclude. Yeah. There you go. Right. Right. <laughs> I think in my job, like some some of the clients that I see is like six hours a week, and I think about it, I'm like, damn, that's a long time to spend with one person. 
I don't even know if I spend six hours a week with my wife, just one-on-one. Not when you have a kid and you have... I don't... Yeah, I don't think I don't, like... For me, Maybe I like, maybe, maybe an hour at the end of the day, a night, two hours. I don't hours. think I do. I no? don't think we do. No? Six hours? No. Yeah. Six hours a week? And that's, an, that's less than an hour a day. Maybe three. Oh, for real? And I feel like we have a really good marriage. That's weird. Well, no, and I'm sure you do. Like, yeah, I, I think mine might be one and a half hours a day, which would come to like less than 10 hours a week. Just at, mainly at night. Okay. And I, I was watching say, Netflix or Netflix and chill, <laughs> as they say. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little bit of that, a little actual I, Netflix. I mean, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. This is all excluding sleeping, of course. I mean, <laughs> you sleep together, so. <sighs> and it's essentially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all the other good stuff. Right. Yeah, when you think about it, it's 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 uh it's kind of sobering where we spend our time, what we spend our time doing. It's like, dang, that's uh that's interesting to think about. How often a week are we doing this and this? We might love it and it might be a half an hour a week, an hour a week at the most. It's like, wow, that's that's a I mean, sobering reality. Yeah. I don't like the idea of Fitbits and all that, but there's some value to seeing where you're spending your time. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's yeah for sure. It's a int- yeah, it's an interesting thing. But as long as we're mindful doing whatever we're doing, I think that's that's kind of the the winning ticket right there. You can be mindful doing cleaning shit. It's going to be much better experience probably than if you're not. I think the main thing is that you have to if you don't care about what you're doing. I mean, if you're cleaning toilets, then you want to stop cleaning toilets. Yeah. I mean, I'm cleaning toilets, and I don't, I don't really care. I, I like it. I like, I like the idea that I've cleaned this toilet, and after this, somebody is having a, a better experience, a joyous experience. <laughs> yeah. Where... Nothing worse than <laughs> fucking going to a public restroom. And like, oh my god, when is the last time this was cleaned? And I'm totally okay being that guy. You're that guy. The world needs you, but not for, not forever though. The world needs you to podcast more and write more. No, I mean my body's wasting away, and I'm okay with putting in my time. But I'm ready to get ready to get away from that. Yeah, move um, on. It had its place. What? 15, you've been doing it for what? Fifteen years? Seventeen years? Something like that. Thirteen. Thirteen. At least. Yeah. That's a long time, dude. I haven't had one job for thirteen years ever in my existence. I mean, school. <laughs> oh, right. You know? Yeah. But not a job job. That's a long time, dude. I hope, to, I hope to be writing in 13 years. I hope to be doing this for 13 years. That'd be a lot of episodes, dude. We'd be past 500. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I feel like all my energy is directed towards this. I mean, yep. That'd be the goal, right? By the time you're 50, if you could be doing this full time for... You know. Yeah, if you didn't have to be cleaning toilets at 50, yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be a good thing. I don't want to be wrestling kids, man. So I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I like my job, but if I could do this full time, oh my God, that'd be so good. Yeah. I could do that for 30 years, 40 years. Nothing against cleaning toilets. No, but... no. It has its place just like anything, but I don't know. This is too much fun, man. Do you imagine like Joe Rogan makes like fucking... Hundred thousand a podcast. It's like damn. I take a. I take a. 
It's definitely nice knowing that's possible. It's yeah. possible. I mean, oh my god, guys like that were ahead of the game though. <laughs> He's got like thirteen hundred episodes or something almost. No, but it's logically possible to make that amount of money. Yeah, at least a living wage, man. I like that. If you do it a living wage, that'd be that'd be fucking just something to get by. Just something to just replace. If you replaced your current income, which isn't you know, you and I don't make a ton. Just if you replace no, that, be I like, don't make a lot of money. No. <laughs> no, I never have, man. I picked, I picked the wrong field, man. Shit. Picked the wrong degree, the wrong field. It's, uh, I don't know. But it all has its place, man. Everything belongs, as Richard Rohr would say. Everything belongs. Even that crazy-ass rainstorm that cut this episode short for a second. <laughs> and I think that's the prayer, prayerful state that, that, is. Paul was, that Paul was talking about. Just yeah. Always be grateful. Always. Um, yeah, I'm. I would always rather exist than. <laughs> yep. Than not exist. Yeah, of course. Yeah, existence is such a weird thing, man. It's absurd, almost. It's absurd to think like that. This thing, whatever this, whatever this experience is, exists. Whatever the uh, the metaf- power the the power that caused this existence. Oh right. my gosh. Whatever the metaphysics of it are. The fact that it ex- something exists instead of not existing is just, it's kind of mo- mind-boggling when you think about it. Right, and it's, it's probably better to just stop there. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. That's, I mean, yeah, that's the mystery of it. That should immediately, existence should imi- immediately just cause your mind to go, what, what the hell? Yeah, I don't. yeah. <laughs> the only response is, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's a, it's a bizarre thing. Existence is a bizarre, this life is a weird thing, man. It's weird. Whatever the whatever the point of it is, there's no point. Whatever the meaning you draw from it, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just to step back, and yeah, just I look will, at it. I mean, the fact that there is no point, I would say that there is no point to life. Right. I think once you have a point to life, then then that that means life is like pointing towards something else. Something else. And life doesn't stand on its own two feet, let's say. Like, it's not, it's not, um, it's kind of like when, when, when you say that, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but it's like, it takes away the power of life when it's, when you say that life has like this one meaning or something. It removes the, the, uh, profundity of life itself. No, that's that's that is totally perfect. Um, it came back to me. The thought was like trying to get away. To it, you didn't, you didn't lose your thought at yeah. all. That was yeah. just for sales purposes. Oh right, <laughs> yes, that's how professional I am, motherfuckers. <clears throat> right, because that never happens to me. It happens all the time, man. I see it happen to you too. Like you'll be talking and be like, "Shit, <laughs> there goes that thought." Out into the quantum universe. But it, it it always comes back. Eventually, maybe not that day. <laughs> it might come down like a week later. You're like, oh, you're like, oh gosh darn it. Dang it. Where's the record button? I don't have it with me. Shit. Then you forget to write it down. It's like dreams, man. You think, oh, I'll never forget this dream. I can never forget this dream. Five minutes later. And then you lose it. It's gone. <laughs> it's fucking gone, dude. Forget about it. And it's never coming back. <laughs> It's in there somewhere, but it's hard to gain access to all those thoughts and memories and all that shit that's in your head. Uh, right. And 
Alcohol. Yeah, alcohol too. That doesn't help. Speaking of alcohol, there's this. Um, you ever did I ever send you that uh, Derek Webb song? It's called The Spirit That Moves. No. I can't say M because of my cold. Moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, so he has this like, he has this song. He was this musician. I think it was, uh, he is this musician in Cademan's Call. Remember that band? Okay. They were one no. of the big worship bands back in the day. And he broke off and did a solo thing, deconstructed. I don't know if he calls himself an atheist, but he's kind of in that uh, definitely post-evangelical, post-Christian context. Okay. And he has this like, song that's called the spirit that moves and you put it in this traditional you would just think it's any worship song you ever heard and he writes the lyrics in such a way that they're like a double entendre they're about the spirit but it ends up being about alcohol <laughs> and it finally hits you at the end in like the last i don't know if it's a bridge or it's some sort of outro where it's then about he just says the word alcohol over and over and over then it forces you to go back and start the song over and then read the double meaning behind the lyrics it's brilliant it's really funny. That's probably the story of most <laughs> most evangelicals, Christians. Like a lot of them, yeah. you, you thought you had it right, and then yeah, wow, you really, you really didn't get it right. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow for a while, man. And it kind of all the time that you wasted. <laughs> yeah, but time west, time wasted. That's just that's just a concept. I mean, yeah. It's all it's all part of the process, man. It's all part of your story. What whatever gets you living right now, right? That's and that does that got you living. Like all those experiences you had, you oh, it was a waste of time. The time in the church, all this bullshit. And then you can realize you're like, okay, well, my story is certainly unique because of that. Not unique, completely universally, but my actual experiences in that mm -hmm. helped form me, helped yeah. shape me, got me to where yeah. I am today. It's not bad. It's just it's just what it is. It's it's the story. It's part of the it's part of the journey. It is, and technically technically speaking, it's in the past. I mean, I don't. It's not happening right now. I don't have. I really don't have to think about it at this moment if I don't want to. I can go think about something else. Right. Uh, well, if you do think about it, just be present with it. Don't label it. All those thoughts that pop in your head. Bad, Isn't that yeah. part of, like yeah meditation? Like when you when you meditate the thoughts that pop in your head, you don't like, you just let them be, you don't judge them. You don't label them. They just pop there. You just witness them. It's almost like you step outside yourself and you, you're just watching something. You're watching that thought yeah. pop in your head and go from one yeah. thing to another. You don't yeah. grasp at it. You don't say it's good. You don't say it's bad. You know, it's just, it is. That's my level of understanding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think please, that's the level please, of understanding, right? I mean, that's... Please correct me if we're wrong. But yeah. yeah. I think that's that's basic. Like, that's that's one of the big points, if you want to, you know, points of meditation is allowing you to be in that place. Maybe the point would point to, like, you're always in that place, whether you're sitting down with chimes and <laughs> singing bowls or not. Like, you're just mm -hmm. doing your d daily life. Maybe the goal of actually sitting in silence is to, to get you to where you're always meditative, you're always contemplative or prayerful, whatever language you want to use. You're always mindful of what you're doing, right? Um, if you're if you're rinsing beans, then you're just rinsing beans. You're not thinking about what comes after that. Um, yeah, that's hard for people, though. 
but it's well, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me specifically. Yeah, specifically me. Specifically, <laughs> you wackily uh, what it to have <laughs> <laughs> to be content with the present moment. Like I'm, I am always worried about um, what comes next. I don't. Yeah, that's so common I, though. I, I can't just play a video game, and really, I just want to play a freaking video game. But I'm at this point in my life, in my spiritual development, where I can't. Like you're always thinking about what what are you going to do after the video game or something. You're not actually. Yeah. Do you do that when you're dirt biking though? Or I can, don't. I don't that's really. The, that's not one because of the one it's a uh, dirt biking. Dirt biking is so all encompassing. Uh huh. The senses are just so you're just present, overwhelmed. Yeah. Just, you can't help but be totally present. Yeah. And I mean, I want to be that always in every aspect of my life, and it's hard, and I, yeah, I can't do it. I mean, I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. Don't. Yeah, you can't say. You can't say can't um, because you're just you're in the you're in the process of getting there. At some point, I think we all get there. We all get off the wheel of samsara. Uh, we all yeah. become enlightened. We all. Of, we, mean, being... we, we all move towards what is it? Theosis. We're all moving towards Christ or the living Buddha, if you want to use that language. Like, we are all little Christs or little Buddhas, and along that way, you're just always along that path towards enlightenment. But it's like the way I see it is like everyone becomes enlightened. <clears throat> I hope. No, and I would say, technically, logically speaking, there's a infinite amount of time. So yeah, we right. we're all gonna get there. I mean, pretty confident. And <laughs> I would like to think that it's okay to be relaxed when you're when you're attempting this feat. It'd be nice. <laughs> I struggle with that, dude. I struggle with being relaxed. Always stressed out, anxious. And I, and I shouldn't be. I mean. There's really no need to be. Life, yeah, life always seems to just continue. Yeah. Continue in an okay fashion. Yeah. Like the Stoics, I think, would say, it's. is it really that bad? <laughs> is your situation yeah. right now really that bad? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe you know, it's not, but, to, it's not to diminish suffering. No, it's or, not. But for me personally, yeah. not to diminish the suffering of others. But right. For me personally, I haven't. For if I really think about it in the present moment, I don't suffer a whole lot. I have not been really thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> I have not been really hungry. Um, yeah, your time spent suffering is probably a lot less than we would in Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, hurricane, starvation, shit like that, man. When you had your bike crash, obviously you were suffering for a while like after that. But... No, that's terrible. <laughs> but when you think about it, it's like, okay, that was five years ago. Probably haven't Four, five, suffered yeah. too much. I mean, depends on what we say suffering is, but it's like, well, it hasn't been that bad. <laughs> you know? But yeah, the mental anguish, if you really think about it, hasn't been that bad. Yeah. It was, it's probably, and it's probably been exacerbated by any anxiety you would have over it. Any, it doesn't help. Anxiety never really helps, um, the situation. Maybe in certain contexts it might. Well, I don't think that anxiety ever really helps. I mean, no. Anxiety is always probably, (laughs) 
just a product of the fall. I mean, it, it, and I, I think it can enlighten some, some things, but I don't think, but not that other things can either. Sure. Like, yeah. Well, this has been, this has been an interesting episode, dude. <laughs> it's been a two-parter. <laughs> right. And storm. Yeah. Rainstorm. Take four day break. <laughs> hash it out for another 40 minutes and, uh, I hope it, I hope it turns out okay. I'm sure it will. It's just, that's the elements. That's what we, that's what we get for doing a podcast outside. Yes. I mean, it seemed okay as I was talking about it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it was cool. I, I had a good time. I'm sure it'll be good. Got to work through this cold. I sound like a total dumbass when I'm talking. Sound like I got my nose plugged. But uh, we pushed through. We we soldier on. <laughs> you got a sexy smoker's voice. Oh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's like Leonard Cohen in his later days. Oh. You want it darker? Oh, perfect. Am I allowed to say that? Am I going to get busted for saying you want it darker? I have no idea. I don't know. I would hope not That's just good. saying that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to copyright infringement, <laughs> any of that. But uh, yeah, anyway, with that... I think it's time to bid everyone adieu and move on with life. Uh, so please support us on Patreon if you like what we're doing. We'll give you bonus episodes on location, patreon.com slash the bonfire sessions. And we do have a website now. We couldn't get the bonfire sessions.com. Shit. I thought my umbrella was going to blow down. <laughs> it's windy <laughs> as hell right now. Uh, we couldn't get the bonfire sessions.com because it was. For some reason, like already, was already taken. It was taken, but it wasn't a site, and they were going to charge like over a thousand dollars to get that domain. So we got the bonfiresessions.net. That was thirteen dollars. <laughs> so I snagged that. There we go. Yeah, and yeah, but it's, yeah, this is episode seven. We have a website. At the time of recording this, our boy Rafael Polendo is designing it. So I'm excited to see what it looks like. Um, yeah. But by the time this comes out, we'll have that. So please go on there, subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Pied... I said that last time. Piedbon. Podbean. <laughs> Podbean. I can't talk. I'm a dumb motherfucker. Uh, yeah. It all just adds. <laughs> it adds to the humor of us being dumbasses and just this what it is, man. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be a dick. That's right. And always don't be a dick. It's not good to be a dick. It's good. It's okay to have a dick. It'll be. It's gonna be one. <laughs> yes, but put the dick in its place and don't be one, and and we'll be good. Yeah, we're good. All right, peace out. Namaste.